Hello there and welcome back to Cricket Scorers on Talid, episode number 35. And with us today we have Sue. Hello. And we have Mark. Hello. And we have myself, Jules, as well. Brian is taking a little bit of sabbatical for this episode, so you are with the three of us. So guys, how's it been going, the start of the season in the UK? Very busy, but lovely to be back at cricket. And um, we had a great start, actually, with our pre-season friendlies. So for Worcestershire, pre-season friendlies started in March and I had my 10 jerseys prepared and then the sun came out and it was glorious and I didn't need any of them. So I was at the University Parks Oxford for our first pre-season friendly. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so it's been good, been busy. We've had county championship ever since then, so lots of four-day games got one more left and then we start t20 mode so it'll all change kind of gone from the sublime to the ridiculous of like four days of like constant scoring to bam all over in about three hours yeah but the scheduling is kind of strange we've got four away games at the start of our t20 season which is really sad for our members and the local people who want to come and watch it but it means a road trip for us because we're like going from i think we go yorkshire durham nottingham Lancashire might be the other way around with those two and so it's a bit of a road trip because we're not coming back in between and it's like bye family because I shall be kicking my heels with a couple of days in between it'll be long <laughs> gosh that's quite extreme I was chatting to someone the other day and they're traveling from Canterbury to Cardiff yeah and that's one hell of a journey that's a trot. That's yeah, a yeah. Trot. but thankfully now Covid's sort of not such a threat i won't say it's gone i just get on the bus and get taken to wherever the next game is which is quite good (laughs) do they look after you see yeah yeah it's been good actually this season they've introduced a team meal every day they used to have a team meal once a week and scorers weren't always invited and this is not just happening with us i've talked to a couple of other teams and it seems to be a move to try and get the players to eat more healthily so they arrange the food in the hotel every night so um, that's been really quite good because I mix with the team more because normally they're they're sort of out there playing and in the pavilion I'm over in the school box don't get to see them very much but now I've been with them to eat every evening which is lovely it's been really good to sort of talk to them and get to know them a bit better does that mean you get less cake Yes. <laughs> Are you not involved in the card school on the bus, Sue? Well, now, I keep well out of that. So <laughs> I sit in the front seat and keep well out of it. You're such a keen bean. That's typical. Can you imagine all the players are at the back being like the cool kids on the bus and like the scorers being a little cool bit for sort school. of like, yeah, <laughs> being a little bit nerdy down the front with like the coaches or something. A bit of FIFA at the back. Yeah. <laughs> I'd pay to watch you play FIFA in the back of the bus with the Worcestershire lads. I'm sorry, that would be amazing. It's not going to happen. Alrighty, so it sounds like you've had a quite a busy start with everything going on with Worcestershire. And yourself, Mark? Much like Sue, obviously club cricket has now really started. In Hertfordshire, we had a couple of pre-season friendlies, had a T20 competition, which we were lucky enough to win. We'll go through to the, uh, the next round, finals day. We've had a few days at Lords, a few days MCC cricket. It's really varied at the moment. 
and thankfully the weather's been stunning it, it's been 22 degrees most of the time it, it's not you not need 14 jumpers and four flasks of tea it's been really pleasant and hopefully the, the sun's been out all day today and hopefully it will stay till saturday are you like a scorer for hire at the moment yeah it's taken me to some wild and woolly places at the moment but it's it's all good and it's busy but it keeps me out of trouble and it's uh the cricket's been quite good as well it's it's been quite good to watch i'm interested but what's a wild and woolly place durham is a wild and woolly place <laughs> you probably need a woolly pilly this time of year to be honest it, it was very pleasant really nice city you can see why people want to go to university up there mm. yeah but to go all the way for an mcc game and the you try and plug cameras in and they didn't work to then come all the way back to southwest london on a friday is very frustrating but however i've been to loughborough since which is where england train and that's an amazing facility there well looked after and they all worked so we're back in the game as they say good stuff jules what have you been up to scoring courses so did a level two course at the end of march which was really cool um, to do one fa- a scoring course face to face again which was really yeah. sort of yeah it was kind of bizarre in a way but nice to get back to some sort of sense of normality because the last one we did was pretty much two years ago at the same point and then been doing online scoring courses for uh, parents and coaches going to do pairs cricket so I mean I'm having just said it's nice to go back to do face to face the beauty of doing online is that you can get loads of people into scoring all at once and they're sort of logging in from wherever so I had 90 plus people on one scoring course and 60 on wow. another and it was great because the first course with 90 odd uh, predominantly women don't really have a background in cricket so it was a half an hour of explaining cricket and pairs cricket and what happens and then how to score using the app so it, it was really interesting trying to explain cricket to someone with no background in cricket <laughs> and it's amazing how many words mean the same thing like wicket dismissal out yeah, yeah. having to explain that that's all the same thing and you just see people go what <laughs> <laughs> so it also flags up really interesting questions that you wouldn't speak about if you've just been sort of indoctrinated into cricket you're thinking oh yeah why does that happen so yeah it's been good and some really good questions have come out as a result so it's been a bit of a case of sort of on a saturday or a sunday when there's pairs matches i frantically get a whatsapp or an email message going what's going on this hasn't happened or this has happened oh. or there's a bunch of people all trying to log onto the app to live score and have to explain only one person can do that and so trying to sort of deal with those questions but it's great fun and also just to get more people scoring because to have in the region about 150 people registered to on play yeah. cricket to upload results and go and go and do scoring I think is really good for promoting our scorers and what we bring to the party and I think you know for players as well for the kids they sort of want to come over and see their stats and things so it's nice I think it's a really positive thing it has thrown up a few questions from sort of parents that have got right into it and want to record the mode of dismissal which they can do on the paper sheet and in theory they could do on the play cricket app because it asks for the data but it doesn't output it and we've got a query at the play cricket app help desk at the moment on that so it's a I'm really surprised one. at that because if you input the fielding data for a standard game that appears on the scorecard so to actually remove it which they must have done for pairs cricket I find bizarre I've done a lot of pairs teaching like you online and also some face-to-face 
this year and I've done a bit of both I've done some app but I've done a lot of paper and on the paper you sort of write how they were dismissed very briefly I don't bother writing catchers names or run outfielders or anything like that not in pairs cricket because it was designed for junior cricket but to actually take it out of a scorecard why couldn't they just leave it in there I find that bizarre it is really odd. So someone has fed back that actually if you enter the data in manually onto the Play Cricket website for the club, you can enter in the mode of dismissal and the fielder. So it just seems a bit bizarre. So we're trying to uh, get to the bottom of that at the moment. So it's a work in progress. We may have an update if anyone else is doing Pairs Cricket around the world. Or we may start a revolution and they'll introduce it as an update. Is Pairs Cricket the one where you can be out? like as a pair you bat for four overs so surely the the main thing is how many times you were out in that four overs rather than the dismissal itself yes so in the bigger picture it doesn't really matter does it well or is that wrong it it didn't when it was designed for junior cricket you're right it didn't because they didn't want to dwell on the dismissals it's like five runs off and take five runs off or actually what they started to do because they didn't want negativity in cricket they would add five runs onto the next innings rather than take five runs off yours could do it either way but pairs cricket has been introduced in women's cricket Jules you'll know more about that than me but women's softball certainly play pairs and there are a lot of leagues now with that in and a lot of people play in it it's their league so of course they want to know all the stats on the dismissals and you know the catches and the runouts Jules is that right? Yeah, and I completely take your point, Mark, in terms of the fact of does it matter could you be out multiple times? Try explaining that to coaches or parents that want to coach um, their kid to sort of like hit the ball on the ground or they want to know if this fielder took this catch, is it written down in writing for the end of season stats? It's kind of pairs cricket is becoming sort of almost like normal cricket, if that makes sense. And people want to know all the details for awards, for developing the game. I mean, we all start somewhere and it seems to be pairs cricket in this country. So it's an interesting one. And yeah, especially in the bars afterwards of the women's softball leagues, um, it gets quite entertaining when people are discussing who got who out and who was this person and sort of studying the form beforehand so they can get clued up on their opposition next week. So I'll let you know if I get any headway with um, the app help desk. So is there a different score sheet used for it? Yes, the score sheet normally does have a how out column. It doesn't have the bowler's name in it, but you usually just put a B if they're bold and C for court, just so that you could see, and then you add up how many times they were out. So I, I would record the method of dismissal in there with a single letter, but I wouldn't put any fielding information in there. Playing devil's advocate, you could have a kid's game, for instance, and out of the pair, one person could be out maybe 10 times in 12 balls for instance you could have a massive great column with everything in and like caught johnny bold terry naught but that would be a nightmare to try and do you'd go home with, with a sort of a lie in a dark room for a week wouldn't you with all those dismissals yeah and on a on a paper score sheet there wouldn't be room to no. to record all that information but now you can do pairs cricket in pcs app there is a match type in there for it and people want to see the results online and it's a lot easier for people to score with the app than paper i guess you can enter the information more easily Maybe that it's not on the scorecard because the scorecard is designed to only show one dismissal per person. Maybe that's it. There isn't room Uh, to show three or four. You could still make a little note of Terry or Susie's taken four catches today and and bowled three people and do it that way. 
but it wouldn't be recorded for eternity. Would that be a thing? I think because so much, there's so much of a drive for clubs to use the Play Cricket Scorer website in the UK and by the ECB, people are using that as their default. So the scorer having it written down on a bit of paper somewhere and it's not logged on the website. I think, I, I take your point, Mark, but I think people are looking for the digital versions of it. But even if you put input it manually into Play Cricket, surely you can only enter the information for one dismissal per person. That's a good point. I didn't clarify that with the person that raised it, you could. So I'll, I'll ask right out of debate. I have to say, though, the score sheet I did see where the person writes down all the different dismissals, really neat. Despite, I mean, if my pair's cricket sheet looks like, you know, a, a spider has gone across it, I've attacked it with a pencil. And uh, there's a few numbers in there. It looks a horrendous mess. But some of the the, the, the pairs, written pairs cricket sheets I've seen are amazing. So and hats off to everybody that is doing it because it's not an easy form of cricket to score because mm. you can get so much going on. Well, we ought to put a sample copy of a pair score sheet on our site. Do you know what? Shall I ask the lady who sent me over hers? Because it is a really nice, neat score sheet. I'll send it over to you guys first, what she sent me, and see if we yeah. can use it. Yeah, that would be great, I think. So let people see what pair scoring can look like. Did you have any kids do the, the course? Or is it just parents alone out of your 90? And... Yes, I had a child on one of the Bucks courses, but he was more listening in to his mum and trying to explain stuff to his mum about what was going on with the computer. So, <laughs> um... Almost like an interpreter. <laughs> yeah, a bit. The thing is, she could score. She could absolutely score, um, but book scoring. So it was the conversion over to the electronic stuff. Whereas last year, I definitely had kids on the courses. I think because of the timing of when I held the big number scoring courses, was it right into the evening? I think either kids were in bed or playing. So it wasn't during the day. Oops, that could be why I didn't get many kids on there. This is the <laughs> other thing as well, is that a lot of uh, clubs at the moment are looking for scorers. So you say, well, actually, why don't you go through your junior sections yep. to see if you've got a keen scorer there? But invariably, a lot of the kids don't know how to score because they haven't been shown or else the coaches are always really keen for them to go and play, which is great. But actually, I think as a player, it's really helpful to understand all facets of the game from umpiring. So you don't make some sort of stupid error and have yep. to go at the umpire and have made a right decision to scoring to, you know, even like in the lines between innings because it just makes you have a bit of an appreciation of the game I'm talking about the club game by the way not like the professional game could you imagine <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sam Curran sort of trots out puts a bit of paint down and just sort of rolls the pitch <laughs> I'd pay to see it oh, he stands a square leg with his shorts on <laughs> <laughs> to be fair some of the players do do it don't they in those um, like inter-club sort of friendlies at the start of the season they do do that sort yeah. of village umpire yeah they do <laughs> there was a guy I met on on an MCC game last week who said he was struggling to get a scorer for his club in East Anglia and I said well are you going to pay them and he said yes I'd love to pay them and he was going to pay them 70 quid a game what 70 English pounds a game and that would be ideal for a, you know a, a kid to get 70 quid a game and really hone his or her skills to it but there's petrol costs because East Anglia imagine the clubs are quite far apart and stuff so you've got to get around yeah, but you get picked up from the club, wouldn't you? Most of the Surrey clubs now are paying about £50 for a scorer. If umpires can get it, so can scorers. So good luck to them. Mm. 
Yeah, I've, uh, I've actually done some scoring. So did a second multi-day game, which was was okay. It was just a bit of a friendly and a bit of a warm-up to the season. To be fair, there was more coaches there than anybody else at one stage. There was dogs running around on the pitch, as you do. That's about it. My scoring's all, all to come, really. So I've um, so done all my training now. I'm nicely loosening up. Although I do have a, an evening planned with ask the scorer a question. So it's going to be like a Excellent. Q&A with a scorer. Where's that taking place? One of the clubs in Surrey. Um, I mean, I'm waiting for dates for this. Good luck. Um, but it should be quite a good giggle because I had it on the scoring courses. You sort of like, what button do you press if there's a short run? But there isn't really a button for short run, the app and stuff. Or you get these scenarios where when this happened, the ball hit the dog. What happens there? How do you score that? So where and when is it? And are you selling tickets? Mark, actually, to be fair, Mark, it's probably your neck of the woods. But we could probably do a double act. <laughs> if I get a date for it, do you fancy coming I, along? I'd come down and help. I've got visions of me on a stool like a stand-up comedian and you being in the crowd heckling throwing these really difficult questions. I can imagine someone else coming along as well, just sidling along in the background and asking questions from his motorbike. It will be about pairs cricket in the main oh though, so just to... Oh uh, we'll have Sue on big screen, like the grand authority. Phone a friend. So Sue, I understand there have been some updates to PCS Pro that we all should be aware of. So since last season, there have been a lot of updates. Most people, if they're scoring in this country, will have already updated PCS Pro and they will be aware of them. But for those who are just sort of getting into league cricket, then there might be some things that they're not expecting and that, or they haven't sort of noticed because most of the changes have been new features that are behind the scenes. So let's go through some of the big things. Now, first of all, we had a change to the way it was installed and updated. So when you do an update, you had to go through a new installation procedure. But from then on, updating has become easier because all you do is open PCS Pro and it tells you there's an update and you click on the install now button. Whereas you used to have to go back through the start menu on your computer and it was a bit confusing. You couldn't do it from. Yeah, it was a faff, but now it's easy. So that's a good thing. So one of the things that's been brought in is a little bit of highlighting before the match starts on the bowlers and the batters who may be opening so that you can set them before play starts. Before the update, you used to have to click on the start play button and that started the innings clock. But then you'd have to set the opening batters, which ends the umpires were standing at, and the opening bowler in that order and actually the opening batters quite often are the last people you know you see which end the umpires are standing at you can see where the wicket keeper's standing and you can work out who the opening bowler is and then eventually the batters come out and go to the right ends you always could set that beforehand but nobody really knew about it so there's some yellow highlighting on the fields to remind you that you can do it What I've started to do is I go to the scoring menu and choose open and end and I'll set the umpires at at which ends they're standing. Then I can choose the opening bowler from the drop down menu and then I'll choose the opening batters. And then when the opening bowler runs in, that's when I click on start play. So that's much better because you're starting play when play is actually starting. Yeah, not when you're entering all the data and about five minutes later the play actually starts. It does make a lot more sense. So it's an alternative way to start if you want to do it. We need to have a sound effect of whether we approve of these updates or not, like a bing or a uh-uh if we don't. 
so there was a new feature which was absolutely brilliant in pre-season friendlies in the professional game because they really played as practice matches. So the bowlers get lots of practice because they can bowl as many overs as they need to or they want to. But if you're an opening batter and you're there for practice and you're out in the second over, well, that's your practice gone for the entire match. So in those sort of games, quite often a batter will come back in. So rather than allowing a bowler to bowl at 8, 9, 10, they'll send a batter back out. Well, that's not what happens in the laws of cricket and therefore the PCS Pro software couldn't cope with it before. And we had to go through all sorts of fudges to try and get a player back in. And we would maybe create that player again with a a number after their name or spell their name differently or just select a completely different random player or something. But PCS Pro now allows you to allow batters to return to bat. But the option for batters to return has to be ticked in the match type so when you're creating the match there's a tick button that says can return so if can return is ticked then when a wicket falls you get a drop down menu for the next batter coming in which is usually set to the next one in the batting order but above the names of the people who have not yet batted are all the people who have batted but the names are greyed out but you can now select them That's really good because it was causing a lot of people problems, I think, in last year's pre-season. Yes. And if you select them, you get a little warning message going, this person has already batted. Do you really want to do this? But if you click on yes, then the batter comes back in and they're just listed as as another player. They're named twice in the scorecard. So they have two entries and that's fine because... It's a practice game and the stats are going nowhere, really. So it was all good and it was really, really useful at the start of the season. Won't be useful, obviously, for league cricket or anything going on. It also helps if the coach tells you what's going on as well. Because we had a 100 trial game and Mohamed Nabi batted three times in 100 balls. I think he was 20 for three in the end. We didn't really know what to do at the third time. It was getting ridiculous, but obviously this thing would really help. Yeah, but you must have the match type set up with the can return. You can now lock ends on the wagon wheel. So if you're scoring with the wagon wheel, the wagon wheel itself doesn't turn round, but the little picture of the pitch in the middle turns round at the end of an over because you've got the little picture of the pitch with leg and offside written on it, and that then rotates at the end of an over because it helps to know which end you're looking at. Does that make sense? So for where the scoring shots are going in and you can rotate the wagon wheel normally so that it's in the same view as you're getting from the score box. But some pairs cricket and some indoor cricket and some certain types of matches, they bowl from one end. So there's an option to lock ends on the wagon wheel and it's on the cog in the top right corner of the wagon wheel window. So by default, it won't be locked. But if you want to stop it from rotating every over, then you can click on lock ends. Jules, you're looking slightly confused. No, I'm just taken aback by how much you love scoring. But I shouldn't be, but I forget. (laughs) Because you could just see the enthusiasm coming through. So no, I'm not confused. I completely follow what you're saying. And actually, that's kind of helpful, especially in indoor cricket where they're going from one end. Yes. So no, 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 no. I was more taken aback by, wow. (laughs) You really love cricket scoring. <laughs> was actually what I was thinking. No, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. We all kind of love the game here, but I was just like the enthusiasm. I was just like, wow. They used to do that at Derbyshire when the, when the sun went down. 
They could only bowl at one end. But they've turned the pitch round now at Derby, so it's all all right, yeah. I was there this week. <laughs> I've just come back from Derby. So the next, really excited. I'm going to get ever so excited. Then. This is this is a, a major excitement for those of us who were privileged enough to be at the World Cup final in 2019. We can now cope with multiple super overs. I think it's born out of there that there was only one super over and then it went to count back. Should we not keep saying that i'm sorry for our friends in new zealand to keep mentioning that so now a lot of competitions have multiple super overs so if the super over is tied you go to another one and you keep going until you get a result so pcs pro can cope with it whereas beforehand it could only cope with one super over the match setup it asks how many overs you are bowling in the super over so if you, if your competition allows for three super overs you still set the match type to only have one super over because it's how many overs in each super over does that make sense mm. so you only want one over per side in the super over generally so you set the match type to say one but you can have up to seven super overs in a competition and then PCS Pro doesn't allow you to do it anymore. So if you had the match tied and then seven super overs tied, you'd be in trouble, but I would like to see that happen one day. Seven super overs tied. You never go so on. all you do is it gets to the end of a super over and if that's tied, it goes, do you, who's batting next? Do you want to carry on? And it's really easy. Do they have Ian Smith popping up each time going, we're going to super over? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Just have Nasser Just Hussain say no. saying, you are kidding me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a really cool feature. And I have, I have in a practice thing, put in all seven to see what happened when he got to the end of the seventh one. What happens? <laughs> you get a message to say that you've reached the maximum number of super overs. And it tells you that if you want to do another one, you have to delete the last super over. So you'd have to undo all the balls as though that super over never existed and then score it again. So there's not actually a record of the penultimate super over if they were to win Correct. the final one. Ooh. One of the things I noticed was that the score sheet for the super over only showed one super over. It didn't show all seven. And I queried that with the developers and it was an oversight. I don't know whether it's been corrected yet. But basically, a super over is just a method of determining who's won. It's like having a bowl out or a count back. It doesn't actually matter and the stats don't go anywhere. Stats from a super over shouldn't be included in a player's career stats or anything like that. Jules, you're looking really horrified. Oh, really? Correct. It's just a method of determining who's won after a game is tied. So does that mean, I mean, anyone from New Zealand listening to this is going to hate this part of the discussion, but I'm just saying, does that mean that, that the run out, Joffre Archer's over, this and the other, is not recorded anywhere? Correct. It was just a method of seeing who won. Oh, but then if it's not written down, then does it happen? <laughs> so go to some sort of philosophical argument. No, I have to say, I've never thought about it until you've just mentioned it, but it's interesting. Bowlers wouldn't get accredited if they hit the stumps in a bowl out. They, it wouldn't go towards their stats, would it? No. I was quite upset when I first found out that because, you know, it's like, well, I've watched cricket and it's happened and I, I need it recorded and it needs to be there somewhere. But then it was pointed out to me, it's not, it's just a method of determining who's won, like a bowl out. And as Mark says, you wouldn't record those as wickets or, or anything. You still look confused. <laughs> I'm not confused. I think there's a debate here to be had. 
Well, I tell you what, actually, we need people to get in contact with us. Actually, to be fair, Scott Fraser's Smudge Watch is quite often reported on, so thank you for getting in contact. But actually, we'd be welcome to have scorers or anybody that's listening to us, because I know quite a few umpires listen to us as well, your views on the recording of the Super Over and whether that should count to the stats or not. It would just be interesting to understand. Okay. So get in contact with us at cricketscorers1 or at email at cricketscorersuntallied at gmail.com. What do the, the statistician characters say about this? Because they can be pretty pedantic at the best of times. Sue's one. Don't... Thanks for that. They don't include it. That's how I know that it doesn't go into career stats. I would have thought they would have been sort of campaigning for it. No. Hey. Can you imagine if you had a blinder of an over and it's just not recorded because, hey, it's just a method of scoring a game. I'm not explaining that one to the player. Right, on to the next one. So the terminology has changed to come in line with the MCC change in um, terminology. So anything that said batsman has been changed to batter or batters, which is really good. So all the headings on scorecards and things on the screen has been changed, which is good. If you're working in the professional game, the input of the over rate is now a lot easier because you used to have to put in a target overs and an actual overs and then it worked out the over rate as the difference between the two. But nowhere did it ever show you then the target and the actual overs. So it was pointless having to put them both in. So now you just put in the over rate. You have to do the calculation yourself, but you just put in the over rate which is really great for me because I was forever getting it the other way round and you go, which is target, which is actual, and I'd end up with like minus two on the board and go, oh no, sorry, I meant plus two. So it's it's a lot easier now. But I guess overrate is only used in the pro game. You can now order the fielder drop-downs, so bowler and fielder drop-downs, by shirt number if you want to. And if you want to do that, you have to go into the tools menu, the scoring option, and there is a tick box to say order by shirt number in bowler and fielder drop down. So that if you're scoring for a team that you don't know very well and you're working off shirt numbers, you can find them. That is actually very, very helpful until the player comes out and they've got a number that you haven't got recorded and it's you having to rejiggle your thing. But that yeah. is actually very helpful. Or you're doing second 11 cricket and you've got three players in a 31 shirt or whatever yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> right broadcast message again this is more for the professional game so that if you have other people connected to your game so you've got two scorers and an analyst maybe quite often the analyst is not sitting anywhere near you and you might want to send them a broadcast message so there was a pencil down at the bottom right hand corner of the screen that you used to, well you still can click on it and it will open up a message box which you can send to all writers or all readers connected to the game and it's really useful to sort of say in fact I used it in the last game we had at Derby because we had to do some changes that we were notified so there was um, for instance a short run that we didn't pick up straight away and it had been entered as three runs we had to reduce it to two so rather than let the analyst worry about why did we reduce that obviously the scorers are sitting next to each other they can talk to each other so you just send a broadcast message to say that last ball was was a short run so the change that's been made is it's been put onto a shortcut key and it's really helpful so you press m for message and the broadcast message box will pop up because actually clicking on the little pencil and getting it to work was a bit of a faff. It is really easy now. M for message and away you go. 
So the last change is something that will be really useful in the recreational game, and that's the ability to enter scorecards. Let's say that your team doesn't have a scorer and you'd like to score the second innings because you're batting at number 11. You wouldn't have been able to just score the second innings previously, but you can now enter some scorecard totals to get a, a team total in for the first innings and then start scoring the second innings properly. Or let's say that your regular scorer is away and your standing scorer doesn't use PCS Pro and they've scored beautifully in a book, but now you'd like that in your PCS Pro system so that you can use PCS Pro to do your stats, to do your player averages. So you could sit at home and enter the entire scorecard via PCS Pro. If you go to the scoring menu, there is an option that says scorecard or totals only entry and you click that and it brings up a scorecard with boxes that you can just click on and enter the information for. And there are some tick boxes to say, well, I want to enter full of wickets as well. So if you're just trying to do it quickly, you can untick all those and just put a total in and then go back later, tick the boxes and say you want to put more information in and fill it all out completely. You can put as little or as much information in as you want. If you've got a list of how many balls were faced and how many fours and sixes and how many minutes, you can put all that in rather than score it ball by ball. So it's almost like play cricket then? Yeah. Yes but you're putting it into PCS Pro so you can download your game and then put the totals in and then upload it. Um, it's just an option. Because the app has that, hasn't it? The, you can score ball by ball and score manually, which is helpful. Yes. So that's been brought into PCS Pro now. So like the app. Gotcha. There you go. They seem to have got most things covered. Is there anything that you'd like to see, Sue, that they haven't done? Yes so ridiculous that you've got a niche that they've forgotten it's not a, a scoring facility but i would like to be able to print off a linear score sheet from pcs pro and it's been on the list from day one and it still remains on the list the problem is every time we get the list of outstanding things to to do it doesn't reach high priority because it doesn't affect you while you're scoring and actually there is a ball by ball print so you can effectively do the same but i would quite like to be able to produce a linear sheet dear father christmas <laughs> but i think that's probably about it most of the rest of it we ask nicely and they do for us what about you mark have you got anything you'd like to see i don't know sue just blown my mind with half of the things i didn't even <laughs> think even existed in the game let alone wanted them i just think it, it's a really sound piece of equipment that rarely goes down and all the hullabaloo of how many years ago they're coming in, they're, they're replacing TCS and what have you. All that seems so long ago and it's such a, an immense piece of kit mm. and they're, they're doing so much with cameras and what have you, regardless of cost. There's, there just seems no end to what they, these, these nice people can do and, and it's bringing cricket at pro level, recreational level, cults level into a new era and it's it's great and it will keep hopefully keep people engaged in the game for many a year long may they continue 
Agreed. Yeah. I think it's great that um, so quite a lot of people would go into the UK game for the BBC or uh, Crick Info for scores. But you, if you go onto MV Play Live, you can actually get no disrespect, but it's much more reliable, and you get to see the highlights of the matches as well. So if yeah. you want to catch up at the end of the day, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's great because not everybody uses it at the moment because people don't know it exists unless you're a scorer. But it's happy days. And the MV Play results page, so for games in, in the UK, it's live.mvplay.com forward slash ECB. And it comes direct from the official scorers in the game. Now all the women's cricket's in there, so you can go there for Charlotte Edwards Trophy, the Rachel Hayhoe Flynn, all those games will be on there too. So it will come direct from the official scorers in those games. That's a good thing. The streams also are marvellous, to be fair. The stream that Middlesex have at Lords is, I think Sky even took it for one of their four-day games. It's that good. Wow. And it's, you know, the, you've got commentary on it. You can sit at your desk or whatever at work or at home and, and you can watch two or three games at the same time. And it's marvellous. And they're getting so many people watch these which just proves to maybe old international cricketers that there is life in the county championship and the county game rather than a franchise. Absolutely. We love the county cricket. My only worry about the live stream, though, is that does it deter people from going there in person? I thought you meant deter people from work. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm happy that it distracts people from work. That's great. But does it though? Because I think it's bringing a new generation. Because we were, um, was it Beckenham on Saturday? They had Kent Surrey there. There had to be a leave for Beckenham, which is like an outground and sort of grass banks and stuff. They had to have at least a couple of thousand there, at least, for a county championship match, which I thought for Kent is really good. And there were kids running around playing and this, that, and the other. And you're thinking, yeah, it's actually possibly generating more interest. And also, I'm, you're starting to see a younger crowd come along. Now, whether it's because people are like, oh, we've been star for cricket for so long, we're now going to get involved, I don't mm. know. But I think that I would like, I think numbers might be up. It'd be interesting to see attendance figures. It might just be sorry, but I think That's there seems great. to be more there. Yeah. This is completely unfounded, what I've just said. We might have to do some research before well, it gets... They tweeted a picture of the game on Saturday and they've got like a big sort of... It's like a golf stand at Beckenham that you'd see on on the edge of a green or whatever. And it looked absolutely heaving. And yep. somebody tweeted, this is day three of a county championship game, a game that's allegedly dying. And, and there wasn't a seat to be had. So yeah. somewhere along the line, someone has to be wrong and what have you. So it's just just good to see lots mm-hmm. of people going there. The kids have been going to Lords on day one of every game and they, they stay mm-hmm. there till probably three o'clock in the afternoon, shout themselves hoarse and then go home. So that's brilliant. It, it's been good. There's been some decent weather and some decent gates, which is more important. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, Mark, we understand you have become a bit of a gun to hire for uh, the old cameras. What's been going on? Well, the general gag was the MCC wanted their secretary games, real sort of creme de la creme games, filmed. So on MV Play, it's through Cricket Island, so it's on their part of the website. But they wanted their games filmed, so they'll go to sort of Durham Uni, Loughborough Uni, Leeds, Bradford, I'm up to next week. And they've got sort of Nepal, they've got England death. They've got a real potpourri of teams and and clubs. There's a Pakistan women are at Dorridge. Oh, wow. I think Andy Knott's going to the army. All the shops do two T20s. 
So it's a real potpourri of games to try and spread the word for the MCC. And the games are going to be streamed. There's a few teething troubles at the moment, but the games are being done and the things are out there. They just need to get it out there and overcome their teething problems. And it will be a nice thing for the MCC to have. Sorry, I should stop laughing, but just potpourri. Has anyone referenced potpourri since like the mid noughties <laughs> It's just like, well, people know what potpourri is. But it's got to be better than hodgepodge. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Big in potpourri back in style on the Scorers podcast. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back sensibly now. Right. How, how did your camera set up at your club go? Really well, thank you. We've had three games. We've had highlights on Play Cricket. It's streamed on, on YouTube. Haven't got a sponsor yet, which is a bit disappointing, but I'm sure that will come in time. People who can't get to the game are, are staying at home, having a beer, looking after kids and what have you, and they can still keep in touch. And it's bang up to date. The stats are there. They need, There's everything that they ever need. And it's, it's just a wonderful accompaniment for club cricket. So it's it's the best money we've spent as a club for years, frankly. Wow. And do you have to set the hardware up every week? Setting it up, we've attached it to our big scoreboard. The cameras are, are a bit difficult because if you stick them behind the bowler's arm, it's a bit like if you throw the ball up in the air for a dog, you tend to lose the ball as soon as it goes off the square. And then it's a game of guess where the ball is sort of competition or guess what happens next. But we managed to get quite a lot of the ground in so you can see what's going on. So it's just a case of you go in, you turn, play cricket on. Everything's plugged in. The camera's ready to go. You position the camera where you want it to be and away you go. You go live and it's all happy days and it, it just runs along in the background and you wouldn't know it's on. Wow. It's, it's immense, Sue. For a club cricket or a recreational cricket club, it's mega. Should have you on the advertising. I can easily be hired. <laughs> But no, I think it might be something that they want to consider is actually this is a person who scores for a club. They've used the cameras this year. This is the impact it's had. And actually have that, whether it's a live web chat across, because it will go to all places across the country so to travel. I think that would be quite good having someone sort of real life using it. It could be a good marketing tool for them. Yeah, I won't lie. There's one problem that it's not really a problem. It's, it's covering the club. So if, if you have juniors playing, that would frighten me to death doing a Colts game have to seek permission from all of the players and the parents you have to have on show that you're physically filming the game as well to advise people that the game is being filmed and it's only being used to show it you can use it as a training aid but you're not using it for mickey taking purposes or it's going out on twitter and youtube and what have you it's not just a case of turning up and filming it and that's it there is quite a bit of prep work that you need to do just to cover the club and more so yourself as well because you don't want to get into uh, hot water with that but once that's done it's done and dusted sounds really good it's also nice to have like different experiences of it as well from the like doing it for the mcc but also as your club as well it's not nice when it goes wrong i won't <laughs> lie but it's it's good when it works and players yeah. like it umpires came up to me on thursday at loughborough could i have a link for it i want to have a look at my umpire lbw's and what have you and it's a learning tool for everybody which is nice no that's really cool that's really really good it's definitely what they should promote as well i think 
So guys, as always, we do welcome your questions, queries, comments, thoughts. We want you to enter into the debate on the Superover aspect as well. So please do get in contact with us at cricketscorersuntallied at gmail.com or on Twitter at cricketscorers1. We do really want to hear from you and how your season is going. Or if you're in the Southern Hemisphere and your season has stopped, how your season went and any thoughts or entertaining stories you've got from your scoring season. So without much further ado, we do have a question that came up in a match this week and it's actually come up in the recreational game as well. But to save controversy, we're going to use the professional game version of it. Sue, do you want to explain what happened? Okay, now I wasn't scoring this game, so I'm reporting this second hand. But it was in a two innings four day match where penalty runs were awarded to the field inside in the fourth innings of the match. So the field inside had already completed both their innings. What are you going to do with the five runs that they've just been given? So the question is, how should you record these penalty runs? Okay, so we're looking for your thoughts on that as well. It'd be interesting to see how people would score that, but we will answer the question in our next episode, which hopefully will be a bit sooner. And without much further ado, we'll draw this episode to a close. So it's a goodbye from Mark. Goodbye. It's a goodbye from Sue. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from myself, Jules. Catch you next time. Bye. Do they know what potpourri is? Do I even know what it is? Robert, Robert, Robert.